that's right. Another special episode of Adam versus the man coming to you from Friday Harbor this morning. And the theme of today's episode is trust. Who do you trust? And also, what seems to be the worst pandemic? COVID or trust in government? Uh, trust in big pharma. I mean, I, a, a lot of people try to, we have to convince the unvaccinated to get vaccinated. We have to convince the vaccinated to stop trusting government. We have to convince people. Uh, this is this is like separate from converting people to libertarianism. Uh, and, and that means getting them to embrace ethics, right? Because libertarianism is self-ownership, the non-aggression principle. Don't hit people. Don't take their stuff. Good morning, Pat. The important part of libertarianism is ethics. It's that we, we want human relationships to be voluntary, to be free of force and coercion and fraud. And so therefore we get back to who do you trust? And if you think, which is the worst pandemic, trust in government or COVID? Well, you go, well, see, if we trust government, like if we on the premise of trusting government, if we trust government that, that, that COVID is as bad as they say it is and it's killed as many people as it has, okay, fine. Let's let's compare that to the massive, overwhelming, ungodly body count of how many people have died from the pandemic of trust in government. Without trust in government, there's no war. Without trust in government, there's no police state. There's no surveillance state. There's no Federal Reserve. There's no corporatism. There's no ripoff of, of poor people to make rich people richer. Okay. That's what trust in government gets you. We could look at democide. How many people have been killed by their own governments even? It's in the hundreds of millions, even conservatively counted in modern history. I came to this realization yesterday. I mean, not just I, I, that you, know, you can be pro-vaccine, as I am in general, and still be against widespread adoption of experimental vaccines that are being pushed with lies by historically, and I don't just mean like historically in their history, but historic of historic proportions, historically corrupt pharmaceutical companies who refuse to take liability for the side effects of their vaccines. But even, even more so than that, there's, you know, a, a whole drive to get more and more booster shots for these vaccines. What does that sound like? Sounds like the flu vaccines, right? Oh, it's just gonna it's just gonna fade into the background, but you're still gonna have to get your booster shots or an annual vaccine for all the new variants of COVID that are out there that I again, who do you trust? I, we we said this from the beginning because this is I, I mean when when this came out, I did a little research. And it, it just so happens that the natural course of the progression of a virus like this is to get less deadly and more contagious. I told you this was going to happen. I told you there were going to be new variants. We're already past Delta. They're talking about Lambda now. We got the Lambda variant on the horizon. Don't worry. We'll scare you about that later. Just know about it for now. I told you that there were going to be variants that they were going to be more contagious and less deadly, and that they were going to be used to extend the tyranny that we are experiencing with COVID right now. And 
if if we are getting if we really are getting towards vaccine passports and this is so dangerous i mean it, for a lot of reasons i mean you know papers please all of that police state control enforcement uh joey lee good morning beautiful people uh joey lee in the ceo chair this morning instead of the co-host chair, we got aunt ralston joining us uh in the co-host chair in just a few minutes um but you know it's it's like with the flu vaccines i don't get the flu vaccine every year because I don't trust big pharma. It's not, I'm not. I'm not vulnerable to the flu. I mean, I go out and I tour and I shake hands and kiss babies. And I'm, I'm giving hugs to strangers all day long. And yeah, I, I don't have a problem with the flu. Like whatever's out there, that the, the global human petri dish is fostering and managing my immune system. I'm okay. Like, but it, it's your choice. If you want to poison your body every year with junk from big pharma that you don't need. You, you have that right. And everyone should have the right to determine what they put in their own bodies. And honestly, when it comes down to it, with this whole vaccine and the vaccine passport push, if y'all want to ruin the rest of the country, you all want to ruin the rest of the world with your trust in government pandemic, with your covid you want your hysteria and your fear and you're afraid you, you want to get the guns of government to stop me from leaving my property. Hey, <laughs> I don't think this is how it's going, but if it goes that way, I would say the world can go to hell. I will be happy on my 10 acres in the mountains in Arizona with my unvaccinated friends and uh, living well, living healthy, being fit, uh, healthy disrespect for authority. Perfect name for someone to weigh in on this trust-themed episode. The only time in memory that I got the flu is the day after my one and only flu shot. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you, you, uh, if you're advocating for vaccine passports, I want you to stop back, stop and, and, and step back for a second. Get a little perspective on what you're advocating. Because you're saying that, that me, by the way, according to, I mean, according to science, by which I mean, you know, government-sponsored bullshit in this case, I'm actually not supposed to get the vaccine because I have a history of allergies and allergic responses to medication. But, but you want me for not getting the vaccine and not being able to get a passport? You want me to have to stay at home and be isolated because I might be a carrier for this virus or the variants. But you're okay with pedophiles, rapists, thieves, child molesters, all sorts of other real criminals, real threats to society, having more rights than me. That's where you're going with this. That's how misplaced this hysteria is. There are real things to be concerned with in the world. There are real things that require this attention. And, and imagine for a second if the the doctors and, and or I should say the propagandists who are pushing this hysteria were honest and upfront about who it's affecting in terms of it being the not just the the elderly but the overweight and obese. Imagine if they were given out something other than donuts and pizza and other junk food as incentives for getting the vaccine. I'm not making this shit up. We've covered this. 
get vaccinated, get a free donut. Do you realize who you're getting health advice from here? So, you know, if, if it if it has to come down to, you know, people like me being isolated, I will take isolation over poison. I have an awesome place to be isolated on my 10 acres, but I don't think it's going to come to that. And here's the thing. Over half of Americans still haven't been fully vaccinated. And, and, and the bullies, and they're bullying you now. They're bull. The people who want you to get the jab said, we're out of carrots. Let's turn to sticks. This was actually something I responded to on on Twitter today because someone sent me a link to this tweet from, uh, let's see, Dr. Eric Ding. Is that? Yes. Dr. Er- Dr. Eric Ding. Excuse me. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, he said, you know, we are out of carrots. If we are to save lives, we may need to think about other vaccine strategies from requirements and passports. It's not enough to tell people that if they haven't accepted your poison into their bodies, that you're going to lock them at home. You're going you're to prevent. And I, I love this, this narrative. Well, if, if you don't get vaccinated, you can stay home and you can hang out with the other unvaccinated weirdos. You mean half the country? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and I and I told Dr. Eric Ding on uh, on Twitter, you would almost be trustworthy if you were actually giving out carrots and workout advice with jabs. But no, that's not what they're doing. No. And by the way, Dr. Eric Ding, if you want to come on the show, we'd love to have you. Uh, but I, I have a feeling you're going to turn it down because all of you freaking fear mongering coward propagandists are afraid to be subjected to scrutiny. We couldn't, we've, we haven't gotten anybody credible. I, I, I hate to say this in, in, in w- w- disregard for, uh, I think we've had two people call in who are sort of pro-vaccine uh, callers. And they're not, it's not that they're not credible, but they're not like, they're not subject experts or anything like that. They're just, you know, people who, uh, uh, well, the, the guy who called in yesterday, who was great, Noah, um, with his uh, dick sucking on coconut island analogy, having to jump to that to try to prove me wrong with economic comparisons. Okay, okay. No, but I've, I've asked people on, on Twitter who, who, you know, sometimes say these things. Like, hey, if you want to come on the show? By the way, today on the show, we've got uh, Chris Gannon calling in, who didn't get to call in yesterday because we went so long with Noah. Uh, and we've got... Uh, I'm sorry, uh, from the Redacted Caucus, we have uh, a guest today, Ty, uh, I want to make sure I got his name right. Uh, oh, no, it's not on the calendar. We don't We don't have a guest. Did that just happen? I texted him uh, before the show to say, uh, you know, I need, a, I need a bio for this. Is he, did he get back? Oh, Trent. I'm sorry, Trent Order. Um, yeah, okay, so Trent Ordner. Why is that not on the calendar? I thought that was a... Hmm. Anyway, we saw that there was on the calendar... Uh, oh, we have Trent for next week. What? No, Trent is on the calendar for Friday. I apologize. Today we don't have a guest. 
We are going to be taking calls in the second half of the show, starting with Chris Gannon. Excuse me for that. Uh, so with that, let's get Jim up here for producer notes. Thanks for scaring me real quick there. I'm like, oh, shit, did I not get the guest email the link? I was about to go into panic mode there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I just I get I get carried away. I, I trust government. So I trust Google and I trust my Google calendar. <laughs> <laughs> what tell me what to do google <laughs> oh that's hilarious okay for promos let's get those out of the way adam versus the man has a public telegram channel i don't know if you've ever heard about it but it's t.me forward slash adam versus the man we got like 35 links to go through today so i'm going to try to make this quick so we can get to them if you want to follow along t.me forward slash adam versus the man is where you can do that if you want to support the show financially and get access to the private producers club. You can do so on patreon.com forward slash Adam versus the man one, five, 10, or even $50 a month are the different packages, $10 a month to get you access to the private producers club, which is what we use. Why is that not full screen? Which is what we use to uh, collect links to talk about on the show and decide what's going to be important in the show and talk a little bit of shit and have a little bit of fun as well on the side. Instagram. If you like pictures, you like videos, and you like good ones of life up there in Gardenia, you're curious what happens up there on the 10 acres he always talks about, go to Instagram, search at the Garden of Freedom, and you have all the pictures and videos to go crazy with over your lifetime because they'll keep adding more. Next, we go to websites that we support, homefrontbattlebuddies.com, a veterans nonprofit organization where all of your donations are tax deductible. So definitely scroll through homefrontbattlebuddies.com and send all of your tax deductible monies that you're planning on donating to good causes to homefrontbattlebuddies.com. Next, we go to the crypto6.com, the Bitcoin church that was raided up in Keene, New Hampshire. These are the QR codes that you can donate Dash, you can donate Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, you can donate all kinds of different cryptocurrencies to their legal funds to help them out. This button on the top has a, tells you the address to where Mr. Nobody is still sitting in a cage. So you can write him a letter. Everyone appreciates getting mail when you're sitting in a slammer. Uh, next, we go to gogreenenergyonline.com, the best do-it-yourself website, educational website to learn more about solar panel, micro wind power, zero energy homes, things like that. Uh, excellent website for do-it-yourselfers that want to educate themselves and get it done properly. GoGreenEnergyOnline.com. And with that, I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you very much. All right. Let's get co-host Ant Ralston up here. Join us from the Ant. Wait, is he at the Ant Farm today? Where are you calling in from today, Ant? We're calling in from the man camp here in uh, lovely West Odessa, Texas. From Ant, who works for a uh, major oil and gas company, which shall remain nameless for legal reasons for the time being. And yeah. uh, big theme today on yeah, trust. Sure. I, I feel like we get we got a block of COVID headlines, so we got to take our COVID vitamins this morning. Uh, we've got the uh, follow up block from yesterday talking about Pegasus. Some follow up headlines from yesterday. Uh, as usual, we got some cannabis news, but I, I think. What I've, I, I'm, I'm kind of like zeroing in on, homing in on here. I think this is very important. It's about who do you trust, right? Yeah, I, I trust myself. I mean, it, it's bad. That's I, the only person I trust. I mean, I love you, Adam. I love, I love all of our other staff. But in the end of the day, the only person that I really trust is myself because I'm the only one that's never let myself down. So, well, you know, I, 
I, I really want, I, I mean, I, that's not how I meant the word, but I totally appreciate that. And <laughs> an important, no, I'm glad that you raised that point because that's an important sort of intellectual foundation for how I want to look at this, right? Do you, cause, you know, you're like, do you trust me? I think when, I, when I'm doing the show, it's sort of like you trust me to be here every day. You trust me to have a good time. You trust me, whatever. Sure. But um, I, I've told people this, like about FBI infiltration and government threats. If they want to, if you, if you get arrested for pot, you know, and they want to turn you into an informant or something, right? It, it, this is, I'm not, it's not something I'm being paranoid about. This is something that, that happens still, sadly, on a regular basis, although not so much with petty cannabis possession. So we're there on that. But it used to be a very common thing. If you got busted with pot, they'd say, well, wear a wire to your next buy and we'll get your dealer and we'll let you go. Yeah, I mean, that's trusting the cops or stuff like that. I, so I have a family that has a colorful history with the law. And I was told from a very young age not to trust anything they say. They can offer you the world, but unless you have something from the judge in writing, you don't agree to anything. Yeah. You know, because and so, you know, like I, I told my story before about the um, when I had the my charges on me that I had completely dismissed. And they're like, oh, if you do this and we'll do this and we'll do that. I, I kept telling them, no, I'm not I'm not buying any of these deals from you. It's like it's like, well, we'll take it all the way and we'll see what happens. And and went to go to court and they're like, well, you gave us nothing. You know, you didn't bargain with us. You didn't offer us any information. So we have no case. Oh, imagine that. I want to I want to turn this uh, a little bit uh, back to that person in the situation who's being threatened, like like you in that case, but more like you just got busted for personal possession and they want you to wear a wire to get the dealer. Excuse me. Uh, I've told people this, like if. If an FBI agent threatens you and says, if you don't do this to Adam or some other activist or whatever, you don't, you don't quit his show. Like, like, like if they went to you and said, Hey man, if you don't, you need to step away from this Adam versus the man thing, or we're going to try to string you up on conspiracy to make people not trust government charges, <laughs> you know, like, oh, <laughs> and if, if you don't play ball, we're going to put kitty porn on your computer. We're going to ruin your life. You know, your kid who's in this precarious legal position. Well, they're going back to jail. And you know, your wife who's in this situation, we're going to do this to her. And then we're going to kill this person. If you don't play ball, I hey, fuck me, you play ball. You know, I'm, I wouldn't, I'm, I, I would, I would love if you were in a position to stand up to that and to call it out instead of submit. But Hey, if you're not fuck me, play ball, yeah, you're right, under arrest and I won't hold it against you. And, and I got to say it like this too. If they told me, Adam, we're going to kill your whole family if you don't get on the air and talk shit about Ant, fuck you. I'm going to get on the air and talk shit about Ant. You can't trust me. So exactly. to your point, you trust yourself, right? right. And it's right. It, it's not that you are perfectly trustworthy and you never lie to anybody else, but you've never lied to yourself. Exactly. And, and that's what it comes down to, you know, and, and the government has the ability to do these things to us. So at the end of the day, you know, if you think that you can trust the government, then you're fooling yourself because just like you said, I, I don't know, we'll never know how many people did they planted fake evidence on to have them imprisoned or held, you know, in, in Guantanamo Bay, for example, like without due process, we'll never know the true scope of this. And it's not our business to know because if the American people were actually to know this, they would lose the trust in the government. Like go back to trust. If you lose the trust in the government, 
what happens? You have an uprising. We have 1776 all over again, right? And and so they don't want that. They they need to keep the status quo the way it is. So they have to. They don't mind a little bit of distrust, but then they will try to discredit these people that don't have that are calling out all the the fallacies in their policies and they'll they'll make them look like bad guys you know this is a bad guy you know he look at all this conspiracy stuff and but look he was looking at like you said he was he had child porn on his computer and he yeah. did this and he did that and that's an immediate like you tell somebody that somebody was found with child porn on the computer it doesn't matter what they've done in their life that person now is immediately labeled like the scummiest the scummiest of the scum and doesn't matter what they've done who they are like that person in you know society is now they might as well be dead, you know? So, so yeah, I, I agree with and, you. And the vaccine passport pushers want those guys to have more rights than half of America who doesn't want to get vaccinated. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it is crazy that they think that, uh, that this vaccine passport, you know, is gonna, that should give you extra rights. It, it's, the Bill of Rights is clear. It says everybody, not if you have a passport for vaccines, not if you, it says everybody has these inalienable rights. These are the base, bare minimum rights that you can have. And to me, when they, when they go and say, well, you can't go out in public without this passport. Well, what about my 14th Amendment and Fourth Amendment and all these other ones that, that say that I absolutely can? There's, there's nothing in there, you know, so theoretically they could go and pass uh, a new bill to change our bill of rights, but I think that's going to cause more uprising than anything else. So they are using fear to make it seem acceptable for them to take people's rights away. And it's only going to get worse. And this is only a precursor to what's to come. <sighs> so, and you have a contest on this theme today. On on this theme, no, this theme is depressing. <laughs> I want a happier theme. I want I want to raise our spirits a little bit. So uh, I'm actually a big fan of the Olympics, and uh, I know some of you might not like them, some of you may like them, but I, I I like the the camaraderie that comes with the Olympics and gathering together and putting ultimate human peak performance against each other. That to me is cool. So my contest for the day was uh, if you could add any game to the Olympics, what would it be? And wrong answers are accepted. <laughs> Shark jumping. Shark, Shark jumping. jumping. Because when yep. the Olympics say that Shikari Richardson, and I, I know this is different organizations. This was a USA Olympics that disqualified Shikari Richardson for a cannabis test. But it's like when you're saying that, Shikari Richardson, the fastest woman in the world, is not allowed to compete in your games because she smoked pot. But a trans woman from New Zealand is able to compete in weightlifting. You have jumped the shark. When sports, although I, I, I so gold medal in Olympic shark jumping, I'm awarding to the International Olympic Committee. But there's a silver medal that we have to award to Sports Illustrated for putting a trans woman on the cover. I'm not against this at all. I'm, you want a trans woman on the cover? I'm all for it. Caitlyn Jenner, I'm all like, yeah, I, the, the, the sex positivity, the sex freedom, I'm all for it. I just think it's dumb because the readers of Sports Illustrated, from, from the few that I know, <laughs> aren't, aren't, buying, aren't buying the swimsuit edition for the political commentary. <laughs> uh, Joey Lee, high while driving to the attitude. <laughs> yeah, I feel pot smoking. <laughs> Yeah. How do you do? So, like, if, if pot smoking becomes an Olympic sport, 
is Shikari Jackson uh, Richardson disqualified for 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 getting into another lane here? You're not allowed <laughs> to participate in other sports. Uh, yeah, okay. We saw that Olympic rower playing some basketball disqualified. No, uh, but yeah, how would you how would you do it? Like how how much? Pot, can you a bud of trimming? You want a real Olympic? Has anybody here ever trimmed bud? It's hard, it's sticky, and you have to cut the leaves off, and you get your hand, you get hand cramps. Bud trimming <laughs> that could be an Olympic sport, but you know, I, I and, and and I got I got hooked up here. I gotta I gotta give a shout out to the local dispensary. Uh, in I, I don't know if it's technically in Friday Harbor, if it's outside of city limits over there, but on San Juan Island, the local dispensary. Great place, great staff, and uh, I, I was joking as I was walking out of there because the guy put I got a chillum and a lighter, and oh, and they had local specials. This is island grown cannabis. It actually says island grow on it. Dutch treat indica hybrid. Um, apparently, this was grown on Whidbey Island, which is here in the San Juan Islands, one of, one of the other little island communities where they have a, a, a burgeoning freedom movement. And I know this because they've been attacked in the media. If, if anybody happens to be watching this from Whidbey Island right now, and you want to come over to San Juan Island for an interview, I'd love to talk to you. Or even remotely, there's been some cool stuff going on there. Kind of uh, three percenter oriented, but uh, really cool to see that that's happening up here. And as I was walking out of the, or the, the, at the when I was checking out at the dispensary, I had my three items on the counter, and the guy goes, that's $31. I pay him cash. It's cash only. And it's like, what, what about taxes? No, that's included. And, all right. And then it's it's not, hey, let me anally put a sticker on here with your name on it because of a government requirement and put it in a childproof bag and give you a receipt and, and, and give you a warning about not opening it until you get to the car. It was just sitting there on the counter. And he goes, you want a bag for that? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, that's, I, you mean? Yes. No. I grabbed it through, through. Like, yeah. Oh, you can just do that. <laughs> like, oh, okay. No, I, didn't, I wasn't like uh, panicked about it, but I was just like, oh, you don't. Yeah. I'll just, you mean I can just grab this off the counter and put it in my pocket. It was more like that. And it's like, yeah, um, man, I, Arizona will get as cool as Washington state someday. All right. Jim wants to weigh a new Olympic sport. Karen Tossin. <laughs> Yes. How far can you toss a Karen? We can also do Darren tossing. That's a Karen with a dick. Or a, no, no, no. Kent, Kens and Karens. Kent, do, hello, Karen and Darren. No, Kyle. It's always a Kyle. Kyle. Karen and Karen. And Kyle. Yeah, it's a Kyle. It's you know. Karen. No, because like when you look at the memes, like you know the of the the guys that like punch holes in the walls and drink their monster energy drink and have the the they're yeah they're Kyles so it's <laughs> Kyles and Karens yeah but that's so. a, that's different that's referring to something else I don't have a problem referring to men acting like Karens as Karens I don't I think there's a dispute over what's the male equivalent of Karen because we don't really need a male equivalent of Karen the word Karen <laughs> works just fine for them um, and actually. Uh, I think the the emasculating effect of that is very appropriate to say, like, yeah, if you're being a Karen, you're not being a man. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like men, like honorable men who, you know, look out for people and are gentlemanly and providers and, and protect the innocent and, you know, are, are, are righteous as men that way. Don't 
act like parents. Joey Lee weighed in a dispensary in Colorado. I went to his requiring requiring masks to set a medical exemption, and I was vaccinated. They said because the new Delta variant, they didn't give a fuck. Oh, that's interesting. Is it they don't care, or is it that like the policy is now hey Delta? Because I, I would wager that employees at Colorado dispensaries don't care you know, uh, as much as the owners who are scared shitless of being shut down. Company policy. Oh, company policy. Honestly. But see, even then, is it... Yeah, well, there's there's a couple things I'll say about that. Because it's not... I don't, I don't blame the employees, of course, who, who have to do this, unless they are being Karens about it. You know, and this is why, like, Jen, like my policy is still, like, if you ask me to wear a mask around you and I'm coming into your space... You know, fine, but I'm never going to proactively. If you get on a plane with me, like, is it really? No, you're not in a position to ask me to put on a mask. Uh, you've you've accepted the risk of being in a tight space with other people's breath in the air. Um, so no, I'm I'm, I'm not going to play your silly games unless you threaten me, like uh, Kenmore Karen did. You know, we're gonna we're gonna put a we're gonna put a report in your. In your file, and, and you're now well, you're on the blacklist for flying. Well, you remember I was in Denver and uh, and uh, Breckenridge, and you know a few other cities uh, just last month. And I was I was telling you, you know, some places are like so like like oh my gosh, the COVID. And some places are just like <laughs> I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just it's really diverse. Like it, it sometimes it was neighborhood to neighborhood that was like that. Like it's so crazy. Like the the divide and how it's divided in Colorado where some yeah. people are just are, are tired of it, you know, and you could tell that, you know, lib- uh, Colorado's always had kind of a libertarian kind of feel as a whole it, as a it's state a, anyway. It's, it's libertarian slash liberal. Right. When, and that's, there's no in between in Colorado. Yeah. It's like you're one or the other, you know, and it depends yeah. on where you are in Colorado. So this was a medical dispensary with a medical card. They didn't care about my medical exemption. Wait, that's are awesome. you saying that the medical establishment doesn't actually care about your health and puts profits first in this country. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. Uh, but in, in Colorado, uh, the, you know, there, there are two things. I mean, dispensaries are still under extreme scrutiny and threat of being shut down at any time for whatever reason, if, if only competition between dispensaries, right? Because there are some very unscrupulous people who got into the dispensary ownership game who have been pushing for medical only and no legalization because that's their their rent-seeking behavior, right? They want to protect their economic privilege and exclusivity. So those kinds of assholes will use government to report on other dispensaries to shut them down. There's this, it is, it's got to be a really weird competition, you know, because you know, it's not a fair competition, not market competition space there. <clears throat> but also, Joey, Joey, I know, was, flew into Denver and was in Colorado Springs dealing with her van. Um, if, 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 Joe, if you went to a dispensary in Colorado Springs, you're still in, you know, sort of you know, big city liberal part of, of Colorado. And I, I really w- wouldn't hold it against the dispensary if, you know, I mean, there, there are lots of other problems with this. But that if in order to appease, you know, three quarters of their customers who are, co- you know, paranoid COVID idiots, that they don't want one of those people. They don't want one of their regulars walking into the dispensary and see you, uh, a transient customer, 
without a mask and freaking out and never coming back to their dispensary again. And it's it's a it's a bad, dumb strategy of appeasement. You don't think that's right? No, I got to jump in on this one. It's Colorado Springs. There are no recreational dispense. Okay, wait. There's two recreational dispensaries that charge sixty to eighty dollars for an eighth, and they're only okay. in Manitou Springs, and they're only allowed to be there because Manitou can have like gambling and and different liquor laws. They're a, they're a tourist area. Outside of Manitou Springs, only medical. That's it. No recreational. So as far as transient, no, we're all medical patients. We're all Colorado residents. So everybody that goes okay. in there no, should be considered as regular. Okay, and I went to three other dispensaries, no masks, no problem. So it was just these guys being COVID okay. parents. That's what was going on. Okay. Okay. Fair. Okay. No, fair enough. And my point about being a transient customer is, is kind of irrelevant to this, right? Because even if it's you have 10 regular customers one of them has a medical exemption and the other nine are idiots you know and you don't want to scare your idiot customers you're going to go to your your medical exemption customer and be like joey can you can you please just wear a mask here we're appeasing the except idiots there were two and it's our people policy and we really like people in the store including the bug tender and myself so well, <laughs> one of these regular idiots comes in who spends you know a hundred dollars a week here we can't afford to lose that business we'd rather appease our idiot customers i wanted to walk out but for 85 dollars, i got an ounce an eighth a one gram joint and a pipe so i put my oh, damn mask oh, on yes. Yes, yes, yes. Joey scored. Scored. I got to say, good deals here in Washington State as well, but in Colorado, it's that you don't pay most of the taxes, right? When you're medical, registered, I, and all that. I don't know. They do the same thing. They bulk the taxes in with their total price. So yeah, I mean, but they, I, you, this I is look this at the receipt. Ask you. This is why they ask you. Still, remember when we go to SWC in Prescott, Arizona? Are you medical or recreational? It's because of the tax difference. Chris Cannon, they could have thrown in a free mask. I didn't mention So I asked them. I told them I didn't have a mask and asked for one. They said they were selling them for $5. So you went out yeah. to the gas station and got so one So I for went free? out to the car and got my placebo mask. And I came back in with my nose hanging out just to kind of be a dick. And they didn't say anything. Hey, See, that's, so that's, that's okay. So the fact, like, uh, we can criticize their demeanor now in executing this. But the fact is, they showed you that they are doing this because they are scared, not of the virus irrationally. They are scared of the consequences of not pretending to go along with the bullshit. Yes. Um, let's see, healthy disrespect. <laughs> I can't win. I can't win. I'm now a COVID autocracy apologist. Yeah, no. I, I told I the woman too. I, I said, and I was very nice. I, I didn't get shitty. I said, well, you know, I, I'm really sorry that your boss has put you in a situation where you've got to basically violate the rights of your customers coming in. I hope, I hope people aren't giving you too much flack for it. Good thing you guys uh, well, got a good deal. So. <laughs> We've got. So we got I'm going to jump ahead in the stack, Jim, while Joey's with us, because we've got two cannabis headlines today. First from the Hill, Arizona set to outpace Colorado in marijuana sales. What? Yeah, take that, Colorado. Our, better, our, our arbitrary area inside this government box is better than your arbitrary area inside your government box. So there. Uh, yeah, what do you think about that, Coloradoans? Colorado, I don't know. Colorado I can't get. Owens. 
I can't get 30% THC bud in Arizona. <laughs> so that, is that's the thing. in Arizona with our program? We're, wherever we are in legalization, is, is there a in recreational legal camp? Well, you can get extracts. You want to complain? You want to complain? No, but I call bullshit on this one, Joey. You want to say you can't get 38, 30% THC? You can still buy I moon rocks in, in Arizona. If you don't know what moon can. rocks are, moon rocks, I think it's a it's a it's both a slang term now and, and yeah and uh and a brand name for cannabis buds dipped in some kind of extract and like coated with key flour if your bud's not strong enough arizona can take care of you okay um but another the other fun headline from the denver channel.com which is uh, denver abc7 new report links marijuana legalization to colorado's high home prices they've got so much cannabis in Colorado, even home prices are smoking it and getting high. So now this is obviously about people want to live where there's less of a threat of government violence. As home prices continue to increase throughout Colorado, a new study by Clever Real Estate found a link between marijuana legalization and the housing market. The report looked at home values across the U.S. and found they increased by $17,000 in states where rec cannabis is legal compared to states where it is illegal or only allowed for medicinal purposes. Shocking, right? I, this is a big I told you so. Whether people acknowledge it or not, you're going to vote with your dollars. You're going to vote with your feet. And, and now we go, huh. Home prices, data. Mm. Look at that. Look at that. Told you so. It's not. It's nice when your told you so's are backed up with with such obvious, irrefutable data as that. Um, but with that, uh, we are about forty minutes into the show, and we do have a COVID block to get to. So keep your comments coming. Uh, Joey and Ant will both be on that today. Uh, and the contest is new Olympic sport: shark jumping and weed smoking have been taken. Uh, but new Olympic sport, but also as I would ask, as always, for help from the audience in exploring an issue or a theme. Uh, I, what would you tell people who trust government? What What do we do to to fight this pandemic of dishonesty and then trust in dishonest people? It's sort of like a twin pandemic. I think the greater pandemic is 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 the trust in government, right? Chris Gannon, the home prices are linked to inflation. Currently, there's a bill in Congress to change the terms of the death tax. Well, it's not just inflation. That's, I mean, yes, yes, okay. Overall, home prices going, suddenly houses are more valuable. No, they're fucking not. They're playing with the money. They're manipulating the markets. No shit, right? Um, so, uh, but I want, like, if someone says, you should get the vaccine, because COVID, and you want to go back with, you shouldn't trust government because <laughs> blank, <laughs> fill in the blank. Like it's, that, we need to come back and make this a whole separate common contest. You shouldn't trust government because blank. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right answers, wrong answers, all welcome today. Keep the comments coming, and you will be able to win membership in our producers club. But before we get into our COVID block, we have to be responsible here because we know that COVID is affecting obese people, uh, statistically irrefutable. We also know that the average cannabis smoker in the United States not only consumes less healthcare resources than the not cannabis user in the United States, average not cannabis user, <laughs> but that the average cannabis user has a slimmer waistline. 
So if they cared about people not dying from COVID, they would actually be telling you to eat right, exercise, and take your COVID vitamins. And they're always better with friends. So if everybody else wants to jump up on screen here. Every day. <laughs> we can't play the part where it says Snoop Dogg. That's where we get ding for IP. Okay. Well, <coughs> with that being said, we go to the Jerusalem Post. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Woo. They only sell really good stuff in Washington. <laughs> Israeli lab. Some existing drugs could stop COVID at almost 100%. A Hebrew University of Jerusalem research team found 18 drugs that they felt could be effective in the treatment of patients who contract COVID-19. Scientists from the Hebrew University say they have identified Several drugs that could potentially help treat, if not cure, people who develop COVID-19. And, I, I mean, this is really just one more headline like this. Because we've, had, we've, we've heard about hydroxychloroquine. We've heard about ivermectin. We've heard about intravenous vitamin C. We've heard about other treatments that are just good, general, upper respiratory-type treatments for the flu-type diseases that humans experience and yet the government seems to say, oh, no, 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 don't pay attention to those. Even, even those like mainstream approved drugs, right, uh, are being shut out of this conversation in a way that is, is, is very suspect. And they say, oh, no, no, don't have a fair conversation. If you talk about those things, we're going to censor you. Now go get the vaccine. There has been a deliberate manipulation here on a lot of levels and denying the better treatments for COVID is one of them. And to the people who have done this, like you're the ones who are actually, I mean, killing people. Censorship kills. Preventing people from having uh, an open conversation about this means that you're preventing us from figuring out what the best treatments for us are or for what, what, what science actually says. If, if you censor science and say, well, look at this science instead, you're not being scientific, you're being manipulative. And so in this, it, it, I'd like to think that at this point, there are enough people who, you know, who do get COVID, <clears throat> who go, you know what, I'm not going to let them put me on a ventilator and, and give me pharmaceuticals and symptomatic treatment and, and bullshit and go to a hospital where my case is going to be used as an excuse for moving, you know, who knows how many thousands of government dollars around. No, I'm, I'm going to do the research for myself. And you start doing that research and you go, why is this being hidden? Why is this being covered up? Why is this being censored? And uh, this, what they're saying is now that there is actually a large arsenal, as they say, quote, uh, of drugs to fight COVID-19. And uh, one of the study authors, Arkin, said, quote, we should never be in a situation where in our arsenal, we only have one firearm. If we only have one, we rely solely on it. And then there comes a time that it fails. 
we will be in a very precarious situation. And so there, there should be something, yeah, and, and it's like, yes, we have we have multiple vaccines, but if vaccination is your one weapon and someone is saying, use this one weapon, you shouldn't trust them. Reuters, U.S. extends travel restrictions at Canada-Mexico land borders through August 21. U.S. land borders with Canada and Mexico will remain closed to non-essential travel until at least August 21, the U.S. Homeland Security Department said on Monday, Wednesday. What are the protest signs? Uh, stand by for a new variant of bullshit and another strain of deception. Yeah. Uh, and, and, man, this past year and a half, I've said I told you so so many times uh, to the point that it, it, it's not just getting old, but it, like, it, it hurts my soul. To say I told you so, and if you'd listened to me, less people would have died. But that's where we're at. And it's not me. It's not, I don't want to say, like, oh, I'm the only one who uh, saw that. And lots of people saw this coming. But to the trust issue, if people of the world, more people, most people in the world know not to trust government and big pharma. Like it's kind of an obvious one. But if, if, if we could, they still have a critical mass of people who do trust them. <clears throat> And, and that's that's the real pandemic we have to do something about. Chris Gann and Conor McGregor just came out and called for lockdowns. Adam should challenge him to a fight. Well, he has a bum leg. Conor McGregor is calling for lockdowns. It's okay. I didn't respect him to begin with anyway. But if he wants to fight, I, I, I'll do I'll do an exhibition. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let Conor McGregor beat me up for an exhibition fight for the chance to, to debate him on lockdowns. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, Connor. If you and your people take care of all the arrangements, I hereby challenge you to a fight. Uh, yeah, no, you want you want to beat up someone who's anti-lockdowns for fun? I'm your guy. Yeah. Can I say anything anything more tempting here? To, can, can we get quick emergency comment meeting of the minds? What else can I say to bait Connor McGregor into fighting me? <laughs> Should I talk shit about the dumb tattoo on his chest? <laughs> uh, Jim Freedom. Yeah, he went full batshit in a video. Crazy shit. Fuck that guy for sure. <laughs> oh, someone said, put the link to that in the producer's club. I'm going to want to. Conor McGregor, no longer a boxer now, a, or, or MMA fighter, now a shark jumper. <laughs> maybe, hey, maybe. Hey, Conor, you can go compete in the new Olympic sport of shark jumping. You might, you could at least get the bronze medal behind the IOC and the gold and Sports Illustrated for the silver. I'm hereby awarding Conor McGregor the bronze medal in shark jumping for really, really after getting beat up by Mayweather. He's going to go and say, oh, yes, now we need lockdowns. I have no, I, I, you've been hit in the head a few too many times, Conor. I'll take a few blows to the head uh, to, <laughs> to make a point. If you're if, if you're man enough to step in the ring with a podcaster, Connor. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> get me out of here. I don't want to fight him. <laughs> All right. Well, we are transitioning to our Olympics coverage, not at, at Ant's behest, but for fun anyway. Um Oh yeah, you you got the video two minutes and thirty seven seconds. Uh, no, let, let's let's let's. I I don't want to give Connor the airtime. I think we're all going to be dumber if we listen to that video. Um, even 
two and a half minutes of covidiacy has been shown to be uh, damaging to your uh, your health and happiness. So yeah, Conor McGregor making people dumber and less healthy with his covidiacy and his paranoia advocating lockdowns now. Yeah. Let's see if he's if he accepts my challenge to a fight. Actually, Connor, if you don't want to do any of the hosting, I'll put it to you like this, okay? We can do the fight at my place in Gardenia. I'll host it. You and me, cameras and boxing gloves and I, whatever whatever you want. We could do MMA. Although, man, you would really destroy it there. Uh, we, we could do uh, – let's do bugle sticks. Yes. for As a fundraiser, here it is, Connor McGregor. Here's the better challenge. I am the chairman and founder of Homefront Battle Buddies, homefrontbattlebuddies.com. We are a veterans nonprofit whose mission is to create a community of veterans to help each other pursue alternative therapies like cannabis, for example, things that you can't get through the system and help each other transition to civilian life. So... Someone is screwing around behind the scenes there. So, Connor, if you want to have a pugil sticks fight, you know pugil sticks? I know you like you like to go from MMA to other combat sports. Pugil sticks. We'll do a pugil sticks competition at uh, in Gardenia, my place, the Garden of Freedom. We've got the Thunderdome. We'll get you a we'll get you a custom helmet with with whatever cool graphic sponsorship you want on the back. Mine will just say Homefront Battle Buddies. Uh, we want to promote this nonprofit. We want to bring good medicine to uh, America's veterans community. Maybe we can turn this into a formal challenge. But yes, Conor McGregor, I, Adam Charles Kokesh, hereby challenge you to a Pugil Sticks match at the Garden of Freedom as a fundraiser for the Homefront Battle Buddies nonprofit there. Let's see if he steps up for any of that. Joey Lee, <clears throat> mask eating is an Olympic sport. Whoever has the least time with their face exposed while eating a meal wins. <laughs> I thought, oh yeah. Woo! Yeah, I thought when I first read mask eating, I thought I thought you meant a mask eating contest, like you gotta eat the mask, like or you have the mask go. Suck it into your mouth. Uh, Chris Cannon, Adam, we just received a response from Connor's camp. They said he's not feeling well after a second jab. And asked him to <laughs> Did Connor McGregor get the vaccine? <laughs> Please confirm that for me if that's true. Either way, hilarious comment. Thank you, Chris. All right. To the Olympics, as promised. All right. COVID-19 anxiety eclipses Olympics as athletes test positive. Um, how much you want to bet they're not anxious about co- I mean, do you, th- do you really think Olympic athletes, one, uh, pe- people who know how their bodies work, people who know how to make their bodies work at an elite competitive level, who know uh, how to do research for, the- I mean, I don't know, maybe some of them are little kids who are products of nothing but coaching. But even then, you think they're dumb enough to think that they're the ones who are vulnerable to COVID? No. Rising anxiety over COVID-19 is dominating the focus on the Tokyo Olympics ahead of Friday's opening ceremonies. Infections emerging this week have sidelined athletes from the Games. (sighs) 71, according to organizers, 71 COVID-19 cases have been identified as connected to the Tokyo Olympics, including 31 
among the international visitors flocking to the Japanese capital for the games. I don't think it's anxiety over COVID. It's anxiety over other people's anxiety over COVID. Like I, that's what I have. I'm not. I'm not afraid of COVID. I'm afraid of people being dumb enough to trust government about COVID to get vaccines to hurt themselves to 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 play along with all of this to to have this this horrifically misplaced level of concern and and misallocation of resources that goes along with it. So, like I said, Axios.com with this headline: Lambda COVID variant found in Texas hospital. So there was there was COVID alpha, beta. What, did, did we did we go like all the way down? I, I mean, what Charlie Delta Echo Fox uh, Golf Hotel, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be Lambda. It would be Lima. Right? Uh, yeah, a Texas State Hospital reports first case of the Lambda. So, yeah, I get it. I'm I'm confusing military alpha phonetics with the medical, whatever the hell it is. The Texas hospital reported its first case of Lambda COVID-19 variant as cases rise across the state. The big picture, the Lambda, Lambda variant was first detected in Peru last August. From this April through June, the variant made up 81% of COVID-19 cases in Peru, according to the World Health Organization. WHO categorizes it as a variant of interest. It has been detected in 29 countries. Uh, Patrick Lewis, fart, <laughs> fart lighting as an Olympic sport. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, someone tried to try to fool me on this one, right? Because like they've added some some sports in recent years that I'm like. Not uh, I mean, wait, the, the, when you talk about like the Olympics. Uh, there's there's a certain uh, universality to the athletic competition that that I think is part of the important value, the legitimacy of the Olympics as a contest of you know who's the best in the world at this. And when it comes to individuals, it's almost like it's more righteous when they have the you know the individual track and field events where it's not which country can win the most gold medals or put together the best basketball team, but because they've they they are as an individual, you Shikari Richardson, you're fastest woman in the world you know we determine that right here at these games right now you are the fastest woman in the world at this point you get the gold medal in the you know 100 meter sprint whatever it is um but then when you go well who's the best at spinning a skateboard around or diving and it's like were, were their aesthetic judgment contests you know uh it, it, it seems kind of out of place in the Olympics, you know, like compared to the marathon or the decathlon or, or even boxing. But, you know, even boxing is sort of less of a pure measure of uh, athletic capability. It's like, how fast are you? How fast are you over this distance, that distance or whatever other distance? Right. Those seem like, <clears throat> you know, or like figure skating. And I, like I get that. The Olympics has become, you know, uh, a hub for figure skating as one of the essential events. But that's that's performance art. I'm not against figure skating. I'm not against people competing. But you have a, like annual stuff. I, I, if I cared about the Olympics purity as that, I'd be like, yeah, keep that out of the Olympics. But isn't there aren't there some more out there <clears throat> sort of esoteric sports? I I, I don't know um, skateboarding. 
Is that be, is that one? Is that an Olympic sport now? Anyway, this comment contest could get really confusing for me today. CBS Sacramento 13. Some Sacramento businesses require proof of vaccination upon entry. Yeah. Mediaite. Fauci rebukes Rand Paul for threatening him with prison and fiery clash. You do not know what you are talking about. Yeah. So I'm 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 glad that that Rand Paul is is challenging the covidiacy with Fauci in the U.S. Senate, but I wonder if he's controlled opposition because <clears throat> I can tell you if I was in his shoes, I'd be doing a lot more than just arguing with Dr. Fauci in a hearing. Studyfinds.org: COVID-19 risk taking is going up as people become more desensitized to pandemic life. <laughs> COVID-19 has been headline news for over a year now, although the virus is still out there. New cases come in every day. A new study finds the public is starting to tune out. Coronavirus updates. Researchers from the University of Davis, California, say society is becoming desensitized to the health crisis, especially when it comes to following pandemic-era safety measures. And, and study finds can't put this in the words that they probably want to, although I don't know if Chris Mallory here, the, Mallory, the writer uh, of this, is is um is doing this is all bullshit you know because this, this, this is a heap of, of, of propaganda um he says uh, the findings reveal people are now shifting back to risky social behavior and are less fearful of ignoring pandemic measures like social distancing you mean realizing that they're useless ineffective and that isolation is the more risky social behavior uh, news and says news overload is making people care less about COVID. News overload? You mean we finally decided we're going to read between the lines and realize that most of this is bullshit? Um, so, however, researchers also find overexposure to the constant stream of fear-based reporting is desensitizing people to the message. It's like you're you're admitting here that it's fear-based reporting. You are appealing to emotion. When instead you could appeal to logic and reason with facts. And instead you're twisting those things to make an emotional appeal with fear-based reporting. That's abusive. I'm going to manipulate you. It's manipulative. It's because this won't work. And then people won't listen. So people won't do what you want them to do and submit and obey. Fear-based reporting is wearing thin, indeed. DNYUZ.com on Fox News. Vaccination, please intensify. But skepticism persists. Yes, and and no, you, you this is the you know, controlled opposition, the fake conservatives of, of Fox News, who when it comes down to it are big statists, more like neo, neocons or neoconservatives. Um, but yeah, uh, So, Mr. Ducey, let's see. Um, the morning anchor's plea was urgent and framed in the starkest of terms. Get the COVID-19 vaccine or you could die. It will save your life, uh, he said on Tuesday, echoing a now common refrain in the news media as the highly contagious Delta variant drives a rise in coronavirus infections. But the messenger in this case was Steve Ducey, the conservative host of Fox and Friends, and the venue was Fox News. Hmm. Sean Hannity urged viewers on Monday to, quote, please take COVID seriously. I can't say it enough. I believe in the science of vaccination. Well, gee, Mr. Hannity, 
I, I thought you said you knew better than to trust government here. I, I mean, I trust science and the science of vaccination. That doesn't mean I trust government like you suckers over there at Fox News. So, Infowars.com, vaccinated Pelosi and Biden AIDS. That's a confusing set of words there. AIDS with an E. Vaccinated Pelosi and Biden AIDS test positive for COVID after meeting with infected Texas Dems. Yes, and this is from the three Texas lawmakers who left Texas to protest something and went to D.C. flying without masks. But apparently if you're you're one of the elites. We, we test you all the time, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this was despite all parties being vaccinated. Pelosi spokesperson Drew Hamill on Fox News, quote, yesterday, a fully vaccinated senior spokesperson in the speaker's press office tested positive for COVID after contact with members of the Texas state legislature last week. This individual has had no contact with the speaker since exposure, so our queen is okay. The entire press office is working remotely today with the exception of individuals who have no exposure to the individual or have had a recent negative test. Our office will continue to follow the guidance of the Office of Attending Physician closely. Yeah. So they were uh, in D.C. The funny thing is, these Texas Democrats were in D.C. in order to avoid a vote on an election integrity bill in Texas. Uh, Aunt Ralston, them getting COVID is only a ruse so they can delay the vote in Texas. May Oh, interesting. Huh. That's a very obvious strategic angle. I can't believe I didn't consider here. But yeah, the. Uh, yeah. Well, we can't go back and vote. And now you can't hold the vote without us because we've got the. We've, or they're going to get sick and fly back. Woo. Ugh. Layers upon layers of manipulation. Um, excuse me, Chris. Before we take calls, we're going to at least finish the COVID block and then come back to our Pegasus follow-up block. And then maybe in between callers and the rest of the show, we'll get to some more headlines. Freethoughtproject.com. Great website. Great meme factory with this important headline. Former HHS secretary health and human services the unvaccinated should not be allowed to work have access to children or travel yeah recently on cnn's out front the former health and human services secretary kathleen sebelius made some utterly totalitarian claims on what she thinks should happen to those who abstain from the experimental covid19 vaccine in short this proponent of obamacare says that americans who have not had one of the covid19 vaccines should not be allowed to ha go to work or have access to children, nor should they be allowed to freely travel. Yeah, unvaccinated people, less rights than child molesters, a convicted child molesters even. Woosh WTF on Twitch says it could, it would be cool to have psychedelic competitions at the Olympics like remote viewing. <laughs> uh, <coughs> oh, yes. Maybe, maybe, see, Remember when all this came up, I started thinking, you know what, we should have like the Freedom Olympics in Gardenia and just be like, we don't test for anything. We just we, we these are the regulations and guidelines You come out here. And, and this is this is pure sport, no politics, no bullshit, but maybe a better and more reasonably attainable goal for our organizational capacity. There would be to host the drug use Olympics, the mind expansion Olympics. 
the uh, the remote viewing. I mean, hey, if you can have Olympics and award medals based on subjective judgments, we well, you. Um, who looks like they're having the most fun while working out while stone contest? I would I would win that one. Um, yeah, you could have. I mean, ooh, and you could probably make it safer than the Olympics, less injuries. Uh, you could have a remote viewing competition, painting while on LSD would be a competition. I think um, you could you could have cuddling on Molly as an Olympic sport in these games. If, if you guys want to see this, we're going to go fund me together to fund. What do, what do we call this? The Gardenia Drug Olympics. <laughs> The Gardenia Olympics of Mind Expansion. That's to make a cool acronym, too. New comment contest. Come up with that by the end of the show. So we got like three comment contests going right now, just to be clear. If you win any one of them, we, by the way, Ann only gets to give away one. But I, I've got two extra uh, memberships to the Producers Club here to give away. So we can give away three Producer Club memberships today if we have three good answers. Yeah, what would you call the Olympics? Gardenia Olympics of Mind Expansion. That would be the GOM. Gardenia Olympics of Mind Expansion. The GOMs. The games. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, Psychic Taxi, joint rolling while high. <laughs> Hurdles. Yeah. Jo rolling joints would definitely be a competition. Um, yeah. The, Olymp the Gardenia Olympics of Mind Expansion. The GOMs. We've been not the games, the gomes. Have you been to the gomes? You need to go compete in the gomes. Try out to compete in the gomes. Yeah. Uh, Chris Cannon, who can go the longest after smoking without getting the munchies? Oh, I would. Uh, <laughs> I have been using uh, cannabis actually more for appetite control recently when, um, you know, since I've been trying to lose weight. And I've, I've lost, like, like I said, I've lost over 10 pounds in the last month and I'm, I'm rounding down being conservative with that. And it's, it's mostly fat. I need to get, um, Oh, I always forget Chris Sullivan's Instagram handle when I want to promote him. It's like uh, plant-based muscle or something. Um, but yeah, my, my vegan bodybuilder coach, Chris Sullivan, um, I, I need to get a hold of him. Like, man, I, I think I'm losing weight too fast here. But yeah, I've, I've just been on a simple uh, plant-based um, personal comfort starvation diet and, and going to like eating, you know, pretty strict in an eight hour window. And if I can eat less than that and get to like one meal a day of, you know, one big salad, I'll do that. But um, right now I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm dialing back a little bit. Psychic tack, psychic, or sorry, Jim Freedom on Twitch just call it Olympics, and the acronym is fixed to games. <laughs> Olympics. Olympics <clears throat> isn't not Olympics, right? Olympics of Olympics. Olympics. Anti-Olympics, right? And we are Olympical. Uh, like Olympics. <laughs> Olympics. Olympics. The Olympics. That way we're not infringing on their copyright either, right? The Gardenia Olympics <laughs> mind expansion. We can even say it like that. The Gardenia Olympics of mind expansion. By the way, that's Olympics with an A. <laughs> yes. All right. 
we have to end our COVID block with a bit of a depressing headline to remind you why we do this, why this is so important. From the Associated Press, U.S. life expectancy in 2020 saw biggest drop from World War II. U.S. life expectancy fell by a year and a half in 2020, the largest one-year decline since World War II. The decrease for both Black Americans and Hispanic Americans was even worse three years. Um, yeah, let me, let's put it this way. It's not that COVID is racist. Covidiacy is racist, like the drug war. There are people who are not racist who are in favor of the drug war who don't realize that the drug war is inherently racist. There are people in favor of gun control who don't realize that gun control is inherently racist because it is not disarming the rich, privileged members of the super class and their bodyguards and security details. It's disarming the poor. It's disarming the disadvantaged by racism already populations keeping them down. So what do you expect? The end result is racism. The end result of the drug war, even though on paper it is not racist in and of itself because it allows cops without accountability to smell pot wherever they feel like it and then bust people because they don't like the way they look. It empowers racism without accountability. The COVID racket, similarly, disempowering people who are on fixed incomes and who are dependent on low-wage jobs, people who are forced into unemployment who don't qualify for unemployment payments because they didn't qualify for a job with paperwork, because they were working as a waiter or a busboy or a bartender at some small joint where they didn't have the papers or they couldn't work or they're doing some day, day laborers. Better example even, no shit. Day laborers aren't filling out employment paperwork and getting unemployment benefits. So, of course, yes, for the people who are advocating for this, you might not be racist. But let's be clear. You're advocating for vaccines the way that it's being pushed by the government right now. You're advocating for lockdowns. You're advocating for shutdowns. You're advocating for mask mandates. Those are racist policies, whether you know it or not. And it, it has been something from the beginning that we've had to point out that these measures are disproportionately affecting minority communities. And it's not because the virus is racist. It's because there are racists that we refuse to confront as a society in the world today. And so with this, uh, there, you know, killers, it says killers other than COVID-19 played a role drug. So even, even if you accept the government numbers on COVID-19, drug overdoses push life expectancy down, particularly for whites, because whites have better access to good drugs, right? And rising homicides were a small but significant reason for the decline for Black Americans. Other problems affected Blacks and Hispanics, including lack of access to quality health care, more crowded living conditions, and a greater share of the population in lower-paying jobs that required them to keep working when the pandemic was at its worst. That's not it. It's not that it required them to keep working. When the pandemic was at its worst, nobody was working waiting tables. No one was doing any kind of retail. Who was working? Construction. Industrial. The essential jobs, remember? Restaurants were shut down. Required them to keep working when the pandemic was at its worst. That's a dangerous twist, AP. But you know what else is not giving 
adequate weight to people being forced into a sedentary lifestyle. People, and, and it's not that that's a, that's a, that is an exaggeration. No one was forced into a sedentary lifestyle, but they were forcibly denied human contact that they had before. They were forcibly denied access to gyms that were shut down. Oh, gee, you shut down gyms. Life expectancy goes down. Shocking, right? You shut down public parks. You tell people to stay inside. Life expectancy is going to go down. No shit. And, and, and I will say for this one, you know, shame on UAP for, for really only doing, uh, you know, uh, a half-assed and very misleading job in identifying just how much the government's response to COVID is responsible for a significant and historical decline in life expectancy in the United States. Because if anything, life expectancy should be going up. This is anti-humanistic. This is, this is anti-health, anti-science propaganda. And it's important that when you see a headline like that, you read between the lines. Happy to do it for you. And with that, that's our COVID block. Uh, let's get the uh, well, well, we'll take our we'll take another break for COVID vitamins. Quick COVID vitamin break and get to callers. So, Jim, before we before we get to the COVID vitamin music, why don't you get the link to call into today's show somewhere in the comments, at least on Twitch. We we are we're kind of focused on Twitch right now. So there it is. Streamyard.com slash blah 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 blah. Click on that. That takes you backstage. <clears throat> Welcome to come on with camera on or off. You, you do have to turn your audio on, at least. This is a podcast. But please go ahead, call in. We're going to be hearing from Chris Gannon first and uh, and then get to our COVID, excuse me, our, our Pegasus catch-up block. And and maybe, man, we got a big pile of headlines. These, these are important ones. But don't worry. As you know, you can trust Adam versus the man to at least keep you informed on the critical news in order to understand your world. And on Thursdays, we catch up on headlines. So whatever we don't get to today, we'll get to tomorrow. We got some good ones from the Producers Club. And then Friday, you know, we do the good news. And uh, it's really even all the more essential, I think, if you're going to read the news, to take some deliberate time to say, I'm going to look at the good news in the world and see all the human progress that there is to celebrate. So we dedicate every Friday show to that on Adam versus the Man. So tomorrow, we got some cool good news stories lined up. And with that... Good COVID vitamins. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Do we have uh, Chris Gannon in the queue ready to call in here? Anybody, anybody, we're taking callers. Before we get to our Pegasus block, the first headline from the BBC, Pegasus scandal. Quick producer right. note on the on the uh, on that. Sorry, Chris is saying that I posted the link in everywhere that StreamYard will let me post the link. So he needs to either go to your personal Facebook page or Twitch or my YouTube, something like that, to get the link. StreamYard won't let me send the link to your facebook page adam kokesh only your personal adam kokesh makes sense <laughs> chris why are why? I, I don't know. if you're watching this on facebook get the fuck off of facebook mo facebook mo problems it's a it's it's i mean like i get it 
if you want to, and I think I, I'm really not for a complete shunning of Facebook, but as with all social media, I am for conscientious use and, and not, not being sucked in by what we know are deliberately uh, manipulative algorithms in order to emotionally manipulate you to suck you in and spend more time being angry. Do you, do you really want to give, do you want to give anybody the power over you to make you angry? Face That's Facebook. So if you're going to use Facebook, you really have to be disengaged or conscientious of, of your engagement. Um, daily posting on Facebook of, you know, what you're doing. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, unless you have some, I, I don't want to say like, ah, you're a bad person. Um, but the way most people do it, it's toxic. It's inviting that toxicity into your life. Empty matter. Delete Facebook. If you can. Yeah. I, I, I think, you know, we, we have to maintain a presence there as a backup video broadcast channel, but that's all I think of it as is, is one more backup channel because like it, it works. But it, it, if I were to ever get any traction with this podcast on Facebook, I would be censored so fast. You know, it, 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 there's no point. Like, and, and the way that the, the conversation is manipulated, like don't, and okay, so I don't do a daily, uh, you know, don't use Facebook as a stream of consciousness. Um, as in like, you know, you're, you're commenting on your thoughts for the day and trying to host a discussion there, because if you do that, it, you're going to, your thoughts will come back as you read comments as toxic. I mean, if, if you're just broadcasting there, but even then you're encouraging people to discuss your deep thoughts on a, a toxic platform. So if you don't do it for that, you know, don't do like the daily updates. Like this is what I'm doing today. Here's what I like. I, I think actually, and I'll say Instagram is better for that. You know, do it in photographic form, post something and, and the engagement there, you know, and it's still Facebook. You still, I don't use the feed I use. So when I use uh, Instagram, uh, you know, it's, I get alerts for, for people who I care about, um, you know, family members, a few artists, a few other activists, things like that. So I actually get an alert on my phone, like a text message when they post. And, you know, I wish I could get a lot more at a time and have a feed of just the people I have notifications for, because then I wouldn't have to see the ads on on instagram but you know they're customized they're not that bad it's instagram as much as it's facebook and it is toxic it, i will say it's not nearly as toxic and dangerous as the kind of manipulation that happens on facebook itself um don't comment on other people's shit on facebook unless it's in some practical conversation and you know facebook is is, is like twitter great for hey I'm in an emergency. Can someone show up at this intersection and come help me out? You know, things like that. Totally get it. Maintaining a presence of a profile. Um, and this is where, like, I wish Twitter had more complete profiles uh, or options, at least, for more complete profiles. You know, you put a link and link to somewhere else. Fair enough. Um, obviously, it's because I want to creep on chicks who I'm trying to ask out. That's that's why I want them to have more complete profiles. Um, but uh, for events and event pages, I understand Facebook has some unique features and capabilities. And if, if you if you have to use it as, as part of event organizing, I've done that. Um, and I think it's fine for that because in that realm, the toxicity is minimal. But now, even now, it's like there there are better options. And and remember, these these people have the money to fight all the better options to infiltrate their competitors 
to get government to shut down blockchain companies, to raid people. Um, so there's some really sick shit happening to suppress the competition. But as always, I'm, I'm always looking for volunteers. I'm always looking for help, especially for people um, who, uh, sorry, I'm looking at some of the, the notes coming in from Jim here. Uh, but anyway, if, if, if you can use it conscientiously, I get it. Um, but uh, all right, we got to get to some callers. I, I was just kind of rambling, waiting for Chris to figure that out and get the link. And I figured Jim would just get him up here. So let's get Chris Gannon up here. Chris is backstage. We have two other callers, Woosh and Thelma and Louise, we're going to get to before uh, before we get to our Pegasus block and back to the headlines. So, Chris, thanks for, uh, for joining us. And thanks for having me on to speak for Hartford County Libertarians in Maryland last night. That was a fun conversation uh, that, that you hosted there. And, and thank you for your work and local organizing for the party. Thank you. And thanks for having me on, Adam. And, and thanks for doing that last night because – We've got a lot of new members to the Libertarian Party in Hartford County in Maryland, and these folks coming in weren't necessarily necessarily a part of like Ron Paul and Adam versus the man 10 or 11 years ago. And they're just getting to know everybody in the Libertarian Party, the faces, the names. Uh, so I wanted to start out with you because honestly, out of all the candidates who ran at the last convention, in my opinion, you had the truest path to freedom. You You actually said, you know what? I don't think what we're doing is working right now. There might be some flaws in, in this thing we call, you know, the Constitution. And, so, and, and uh, that's why they couldn't let me win, Chris. But let me say about about the opportunity last night. I'm thinking, you know, because when, when I do this podcast, I'm speaking to every different demographic at different times. Like I'm not talking to, I'm not, you know, in a, in a way I'm trying to talk to everybody in middle america but like I'm, I'm i'm talking to the statists and then i'm talking to the, the libertarians and then i'm talking to the pro-vaxxers and the anti-vaxxers and i'm debating people on this and that when you say okay adam now talk to new libertarians who are showing up with because chris gannon recruited them to a county lp meeting i'm like yes now i'm <laughs> talking to people who you know appreciate me as a big brother not not big brother, a big brother, uh, you know, and, and as, as someone who's just been around this movement and, and it's, it's really let, like, that's my favorite kind of conversation. Um, and you did a great job hosting it. I had time to ramble and rant and we had some great questions from the audience and some healthy interaction. Uh, but, but I, I, I have had that, that, that little brother experience as an activist in a very powerful way in my time as a rock veterans against the war. And, and, and I would, I would say, you know, looking at the story of Scott Camille with Vietnam veterans against the war. And again, I will plug his mini documentary. If you haven't seen it, go on YouTube, search, search for seasoned veteran journey of a winter soldier. Know the Scott Camille story. Um, but also with, with a lot of other mentors in activism during the Ron Paul days, and and I love that, you know, I'm, I'm in a position now to be that slightly older, you know, I'm being generous here, right? Slightly older, big brother activist who can who can give a speech and, and, and talk to people uh, like we did yesterday. I really appreciated that. And, and Adam, I got to share with you my my deal sealer when I find somebody who I see there's the spark in their eyes and they're interested in libertarian philosophy and they just got frustrated and sick of the Republican or Democratic Party and are coming to a meeting for the first time. Then we're texting and we're talking about libertarian stuff. 
my kill shot. This is my kill shot. This is where I, I lock it in and I get them to be libertarians. You know what I send them? I send them the video you did on American Sniper. Yeah. That is one of the best red pill videos I've ever seen. And if anybody watching this has not seen that video, please, please, please go to Adam's YouTube channel. If it's still there, I know we're having issues with that. But try to get your hands on that video because that's my kill shot. Once I start, you know, recommending books to them to read, and I'm like, hey, you know what? I think you'll appreciate this. Check out this video. Ever at that point, everybody hook, line, and sinker is like, well, how do I join the party? What how do I actually join? So anybody out there trying to recruit, find that video and use it because it works well. That's that's my kill shot there. Well, let me see if it's if it's easily accessible. And I want to say one other thing since you mentioned it like that, Chris. Everybody who appreciates it, please rip it. You know, Chris, download it. You know, make sure right. you have your own copy because um, I, it, it's a sad thing to have to say. Uh, we can't trust YouTube to be the archive of this. Now I'm pretty sure that I've got this particular video backed up myself. Um, you know, they take it off the internet. We'll still be able to pass it around. Um, but it's, um, it's a weird thing to have to say. Yeah. Because YouTube might take it down, but I, I say not just rip it and put it on, you know, like, and, and have it backed up at, like some, you know, paranoid. There it is. Yeah. American sniper is not what you think. Um, it used to be American Sniper has warped Americans' fragile little minds. But, uh, Jim, can you get the link to that, please? Uh, Right-click, copy link, or share co whatever copy link. And uh, there you go. Get that Get that in the comments everywhere, since Chris has given us such a, a solid plug for it. Um, yeah, but rip it and repost it. Right. Like, I, there, I, I have very, very, you know, deliberately set up, like, and I think even on that one, is it on our current screen? No, I, I don't think it's necessary now, but like, because like on the, on the bottom bar where it says Adam versus the man on the far side, we used to have a little copy left symbol. You know, I think it's on that American Sniper one. Um, but it, 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 it I, I don't do it on now. I think it's kind of unnecessary. But uh, it, I've, I've always made a point of, of saying like, you know, we do not make any intellectual property rights claims on any uh adam versus the man content oh that's so funny that time we had the freedom logo on the upper left and now on our live broadcast it's under the adam versus the man logo <laughs> uh yeah so this was me talking to people uh outside the theater after american sniper and walking through a, a perfect arc uh or arc of a a Socratic dialogue that was uh, about, let's see, 27 minutes, 41 seconds. Yeah, there it is. Ah, Jim with the zoom in on the copy left logo. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's not about the movie. The movie is just a because it's six years ago. Most people forget the details. It's the narrative of the war and being able to see it for what it is and to do a complete 180 on this as an example of propaganda that you can think your way out of and giving people that experience. Right, Chris? I mean, that's what's powerful about this. It's not, oh, now I understand what American Sniper is all about. It's, oh, shit. What I like is you also took the ash experiment, okay? Group think, herd think. And you could tell the beautiful, the most beautiful part of that about that video to me is you could see the gears turning. 
in the people's heads that you were talking to. And they knew they were wrong, but due to their patriotic support of the troops, they couldn't get past that mental barrier. They couldn't, they didn't want to be on camera saying, well, yeah, what you're saying is make sen- making sense. We're invading that country. They, they froze. And I, I, the one, there was, there was a girl, a young girl, and I felt sorry for her because she just looked like a, a little fawn frolicking through a field and you were a hunter and you're like, uh, I, I got to eat. No, 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 It's more like her bad ideas, her, her, her ignorance. That's her. That's her, her. Her ignorance and lack of perspective and bad ideas were like three little fawns walking through a forest. And I was some megalith monstrosity out of science fiction alien sea creature who came to just in one swoop gobble them all up. And then she was free of them. I, I'd love to see <laughs> where some of those people are today. And if that interview maybe changed them, there was a young man at the end of the video. He said he had, uh, came here prior to, I guess he was supposed to serve in the Israeli military and didn't want to and ran here. And he was he was kind of yeah that gentleman right there he was mm-hmm. kind of a little bit arrogant at the start, and then once you started pressing him with the questions, you could just see like he knew he was wrong, but because of social pressure and the fact that he was on camera, he just he wouldn't he wouldn't back down. But he knew you know those people went home and started researching that stuff and looking into it and saying you know what. That guy Adam Kokesh was right. We should yeah. not be over there. We're we're invading these countries. So Man, this is fun, Chris. I really appreciate the plug for this, and 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 appreciate that my work is still relevant in helping grow the party. Oh, it, it Adam, it, it definitely is. It definitely is, and I think your biggest your biggest obstacle right now is social media, and you know, with the shadow banning and. And the way everything's going on between Twitter and Facebook, it, it they don't want people to hear you. They do not. So if you're here right now, you, you've you've gotten through their plan. Like you've gone through the tunnels and you're getting the information that uh you should be getting that the mainstream media is not giving everybody else. So and and you know what? I since you guys have been doing this the past since the campaign. I really I love the format. I like how you guys have gone back to going over the news articles and, you know, kind of giving everybody a breakdown of what might be or could be going on or is going on. Only thing I miss is the hate mail. I used to get so excited. Adam versus the man hate mail. And it was never really hate mail. Every once in a while you got some. But well, Chris, I'm I'm really excited to have your help with with booking guests because I feel the same way about the show in general. I just want to add a couple of points for the benefit of the audience here in that. Uh, I love this format. I love two hours a day, five days a week. I love talking to people this way. I love being engaged with the news, even for my own gratification and having the help of the producers club and understanding the news. And I'm really excited to have help from Chris on getting some more guests. He's going to be helping because we're right, right now. We don't have an actual guest booker. I think that's one huge part that's missing from the show. Um, is it, you know, taking advantage of this platform, also, callers, if we can get more organized, we might actually make this a three-hour show. If we could do – and Adam does an hour of rants and headlines, and then we do two 30-minute guests or some special panel or debate or something. And then I get to have a friendly guest and an unfriendly guest every show, something like that. We could do an hour of calls afterwards. 
if, if, if we had the support and organization just buying the production of that, I would be happy to put the time in. So what Chris is saying though, too, is that our biggest challenge is the shadow banning. It, 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 it just means that we need people to deliberately engage, to know that I'm going to be here every day, Monday through Friday, eight to 10 AM. You know, we're a few minutes late getting started. Sometimes we have technical difficulties, but if you're on Twitch or YouTube, you can see that, well, not on YouTube right now. Yeah. Uh, Twitch, you get alerts, right? When, when we go live, uh, Periscope, uh, which is, you know, Twitter's live. We, we, we do it on that. We use Facebook as a backup channel and, and we're looking to get into Odyssey. We're dealing with some stuff with that right now. If anybody wants to volunteer to help with any of those roles, if you want to help us, like right now, the show is three part-time volunteers, me as host, Joey as CEO and Jim as executive producer. And if, if, if I could pay them to be full time, absolutely. And we can take the show to the next level with guests and callers and the kind of social media hustle that it takes to get around the sensors and keep this audience growing. And then right now, you know, I, I hate to, I hate to blame the government for this, but when they murdered John McAfee a few weeks ago, you know, it did, it did, take up a certain amount of my time and energy to to address that uh mainly behind the scenes my own security concerns you know all of the things related to that and uh and it, it's had some other you know organizational challenges uh that have that have gone along with that and the fbi visit here in gardenia but uh i'm i'm committed to doing this you know as long as there are people listening i'll keep i'll probably keep talking even if nobody's listening <laughs> yeah i was i was very uh surprised when the fbi showed up there but i was glad that you recorded it and, and put it out there and let everybody see because uh you know that's that's scary imagine if you watching this had a knock on the door and you go open it and the fbi's there because you were watching uh adam kokash on on twitch or or youtube uh sadly you know we could be seeing those days on the horizon but uh I've got more faith in in my friends Adam, Joey, Jim, uh, that we're going to pull through, and people are naturally going to gravitate to the libertarian message. Yeah, Chris. By the way, uh, Matt points out you have a great speaking voice. It does have a distinct richness to it that would be great for radio voiceovers and things like that. Uh, but I'm excited to hear you find your voice. As I've always activist. been told and I have a voice it. and face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Chris, any, any other thoughts before we get to our next callers? Anything you want to raise? Oh, no. That, that's perfect. I want to thank you for coming on last night. Anybody who wants to see that uh, interview can head to the Harford County Libertarians Facebook page and uh, just watch it. Don't like it or comment. Just watch it. Don't give Facebook any more uh, info than they need. But other All than right. that, thanks for having me on, guys. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you so much, Chris. Let's go to our next caller. Uh, we have Woosh and then Thelma and Louise. And then we'll line up our next stack for uh, the Pegasus block. Woosh, welcome to the show. Who am I talking Hello, to? Kokesh. Honored to speak with you. You, All go right. from, you go from Matt uh, with his wonderful, rich voice to my thick Canadian accent. <laughs> oh, I love the Canadian accent. It's so polite. <laughs> yeah, well, we're not, uh, despite <laughs> what people say. Uh, I live in Toronto, so... <laughs> I can uh, dispel that stereotype. You, is is that is that a city thing? 
Canadians are still rude when you pile them up in big cities? Well, maybe it's a city thing, but I, I mean, I lived in a city of 30,000 and get the same thing. So I don't know. Oh, so you're only, ah, maybe it's Canadians are only polite to Americans because they're afraid. As that could be, that could be. <laughs> yeah, like the I Michael mean, Moore <laughs> documentary where they talked about the Americans com coming over the border and shooting people. I, I mean, if I, it, it, it's it, it, being America's neighbor the way Canada is, is a double-edged sword. I mean, it's like, I think Daniel Tosh said it's really easy to be, you know, polite and pacifistic when you've got a giant Kevlar snuggy blanket, you know, keeping your cold asses warm, uh, you know, all, all around your southern border. But then how many times has America been this close to invading Kanukistan by accident? Well, I can tell you that they threatened to make us uh, a rogue state when, the first time we tried to legalize weed. The four the foreign ministers talked, and uh, the, us Canadians decided against it. Well, tell us is this is this what you wanted to call in about Woosh? Um, not really. I just thought I'd uh, call in and say what a fan I am of yours. Uh, my favorite video, if we want to talk about nostalgic Adam Kokesh videos, is the one where you're in a bar with a very large vet and you managed to talk him down you he looked like he was ready to go and i think that that de-escalation and uh the way that you connected so personally with him because you know you you having your background i think that's it's wonderful what you've done with um the connecting vets uh, i think that's that's really one of your strong points that uh, i really respect you for Thank you. If I if I may about that video, it's it's funny. This one is up on YouTube. It's called "Would Be Bully Gets Hashtag Kokesh Nonviolent Communication in Action," and it's got 1.6 million views. One of the interesting things about that one is is uh, like restraint of Muslims. Now, it, it, oh man, this I'm looking back. Wow, restraint of Muslims has has a little over half a million views, um, and would be bully gets kokish has 1.6 million views. Weird YouTube quirk on those two. They've both been taken down and then put back up by YouTube. I don't know why. I it's I mean I know well so the restraint of Muslims. It has a it has the clip of the Jordanian pilot being burned alive by uh, you know alleged ISIS folks, um, but it says warning graphic content in the title. It always has said that uh, even in thumbnails, the title is short enough so you see warning graphic at least. Um, apparently, they decided that was not okay at one point and then realized it was okay. It wasn't because I appealed. It was totally random. Same thing with would, well, would be bully gets kokish though. There's it's just me talking to the dude and overlay and there's no there's no violence. There's no I mean inappropriate language. It that this one got taken down and put back up is very strange. But yeah, I this that, that is one of my favorite videos of, of my own at least. And it is so cool to see that that's up to 1.6 million views. 
Yeah, it's a really powerful video. I, I can see why YouTube might want to take this down. There's a, a real strong message and uh, the fact that the soldier, soldier is so responsive to that message as well, it could be dangerous um, when, you know, I think it's a big, it's very important if we want to move forward to convince these soldiers and vets to lay down your arms, stop supporting our rulers. So I, I, I think you, you know, you have a, a big role to play in that and you, you have been doing it. I've been watching for years. I know I've commented about your shadow ban in, in the comments and how, you know, you, you have changed formats. So it used to be a lot of street journalism. Uh, it's impossible right now, or at oh, least with COVID. Yeah, of course. It's, 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 it's possible now. It's more possible now. And there are some great journalists out there and, and pundits and, and, and activists and, and, and YouTubers, if you would call them that. I, I Now I really hate being referred to as a YouTuber, uh, but who are out doing that. But it's it, I want to talk to the people. I mean, the people who I want to talk to right now the most on the street are the ones who, who are too afraid to talk to someone on the street. And um, I'm. I'm I'm considering now that things are kind of you know opening up, and it's not that they're opening up; it's that people are getting more comfortable uh, developing another man on the street style format. Um, Ten fifty four, my favorite Adam video, is still the DC cops getting verbally beat down. The the one with Mister No Comment, sir. Yeah, so you know what? It, you want to go, Jim? Pull up like my my most viewed videos. Uh, you know, go to videos on the YouTube channel. Sort by most popular. It is it is a really weird thing. Well, this one has. This one has two and a half million views. This has more views than what it was a response to with my dance party video that has 1.7 million. And that, well, that one's different because that one has been ripped and, and reposted. And there were so many other versions of the, you know, Jefferson dance party, Adam Kokesh body slam choked, et cetera, video. But uh, Adam verbally body slams, chokes out cops at White House. It's like the sequel got more views than the original. But and, and I don't want to say this pisses me off, but it is really funny. Jim, go ahead and pull up the actual page of most viewed. Um, how to deal with a sobriety checkpoint is number three. Clinton supporter realizes truth about Hillary is number four. I haven't looked at this in a while. TSA versus the world's biggest penis, which I think is a great funny video. 2.1 million views. Um, hasn't gotten that many more. Um, but my one with the very most views by far, 38 million views is a relatively useless video. Compared to these other hits, 21 seconds, it's important to have a sense of humor in a fighting hole. Jim, let's play the useless one. You want to do that for while Woosh is on the line? <clears throat> All right, he's going to pull it up and get the audio loaded. Yeah, don't let me stop you. No, I don't think we have audio. I could, I could do it myself. All right, Jim, forget it for a second. Let's go back to Woosh. Woosh, I really appreciate this. Oh, this, this, this. Well, it's not like going to the beach fun or making out with your sister fun. It's more like shoving shards of broken glass up your ass and taking a bath in Tabasco sauce fun. 
<laughs> and that's why I have another 38 million views on my YouTube channel. Uh, Woosh, I appreciate the uh, navel-gazing opportunity and the chance to take a trip down my memory lane on YouTube. Uh, speaking of trip down memory lane, another set of some of my most successful videos that have been taken down are the ones of me smoking DMT. I don't see any of those here. Have those all been taken down? Wow. Yeah, because some of those were multi-hundred thousand plus views. I think some of those were in the millions. Me talking about doing T do it when I did DMT for the first time on camera, that one got censored. Uh no, wow, those wow. You can show someone burning alive on YouTube right now. Uh you can show someone getting their reality shattered, uh, but you cannot show Adam Kogesh talking about how enlightening and empowering psychedelics can be. I wonder if they're going to censor us for this now. Yeah, I mean, they're uh, Dr. Stephen Greer, the alien guy, says that that's what the intelligence community is terrified of: is people um, realizing their their inner strength and yes. what we're capable of. Um, and I'd like to say that watching your videos back in the day really inspired me as I'm sure it's inspired lots of other people. And uh, one of my first videos that I made when I started streaming on my new format, I'm just like a react reaction Andy kind of guy. But one of my first videos was you after the five part series of Al Jazeera on how to analyze the media. And so, yeah, you were the first, uh, the first clip I made. And, you know, just if we, we, I think it's really valuable for anyone that has the time to be able to broadcast uh, what, what you believe in strongly. If you believe in strongly, in something strongly, there's, there's probably good reason for it. Um, but if well, it comes from yourself, if, if yeah, it comes so from external I sources, then uh, you might want to question it. You're not in our producers club yet, are you? I don't think we well, have any Kanekistanis. Well, I won the comment contest yesterday. Oh, well, excellent, excellent. Get an email to jim at thefreedomline.com. We'll get you plugged in. One more international member of the producers club. All right. Oh, I'm not half Canadian myself, but don't tell anybody that. Um, I yeah. can tell. Awesome. Thank you very much, sir, for the call. All right, let's go to our next caller. We have Thelma and Louise on the line. I think I know what we're about to see. <clears throat> to the Freedom trailer. What is this? Hey, it's Thelma and Louise and Ed. Co-host team captain Ed and Gardenia on the roof. Oh, I thought you might have been keeping them locked up in the Freedom trailer to make this call in. Ed. Oh, no. Got them on the lanai. They love it up here. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Really Look at those guys. Oh, and Marilyn, Princess Marilyn. Oh, she wants her belly rubs. Okay, Marilyn, belly rubs, belly rubs, <laughs> belly rubs, belly rubs, belly rubs. Yeah. All right. <laughs> any any more uh, government agents visiting Gardenia since I've been gone, Ed? Uh, no, I uh, haven't seen anybody but Dan from next door. It's about it. Awesome. Awesome. Anything you want to weigh in on with today's show or are we going to save it? Yeah, we, tomorrow, tomorrow, Ed, I think you and me are going to do, uh, we're going to have to have someone else doing comments. 
because I'm going to want you on screen for a big headline catch-up episode. Okay. Hey, I, I'm up for it. I missed last week. So, yeah, tomorrow I'm ready for you, man. All right. It's a beautiful, Let's do it. It's a beautiful day in Gardenia, I'm telling you. Oh, you just you couldn't, couldn't ask for a nicer climate, nicer weather, a nicer place on earth. I'm telling you, hey, everybody, come on up and visit. The place is open for a visit anytime you want. I'm here or somebody else is here. Come on up to Gardenia. Come to Ashwork, Arizona. Most beautiful, free place on earth. And I'll tell you what, the animals and plants and chirping birds. And no, they're not coming to take me away. <laughs> we should, um, uh, we wanted to, so remember our friend David, who did the, do you want to turn the camera around and show everybody the pirate mural real quick? Oh, we have sure. we have a pirate mural uh, that was just added to our big. Uh, hold the our, phone our sideways. Big... Hold the phone sideways. No, no, no. He wants to hold it vertical for this and get. Well, you can barely and zoom in if you can, uh, but you can see the the skull. Uh, it makes it makes the picture smaller to have it vertical. Uh, that's not a good shot. Go to my Instagram and see this see this picture. But we wanted to start the. Ash Fork Police Department because there's no city of Ash Fork and there's no police department. And it's basically, and we're not impersonating government agents. We are redefining police to be, a, there it is. There's a great shot of it, Ed. Thank you. Look at that beautiful pirate's mural with the skull and crossbones on our shipping container in Gardenia. Um, so we were going to start the Ash Fork Police Department and our logo would be like, you know, a police shield with the wreaths and everything, but in the middle of it, the skull and crossbones. And I'm thinking maybe, maybe more than that, we we should have we we could call it the 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 Ashford Police Department of the Pirate Republic of Juniperwood Ranch. Although that's that's maybe, maybe it's not yeah. it needs to, it's, it's not the right geographic specificity because we want to include it like this sort of like area of northern Arizona that's that's like west of Williams. And at, from from the northern Arizona, from from Williams to Seligman, is is the the northern Arizona Pirate Republic, or maybe the <laughs> if we could call it NARP if it was the Northern Arizona Republic of Pirates. Um, and and, uh, and we have as as our community service wing and public safety organization, the Ash Fork Police Department. Uh, David and I were considering putting that together as a, a charter and a website and then getting decals for all of our vehicles that say Ashford Police Department with this common cross. You want to join? <laughs> I'm there. I'm, I'm in. The answer is always yes. Do you hear that? Ed Vallejo just got convinced to join the police department. All right. <laughs> Thanks, hey, Ed. I want to run We're for sheriff. Take... I'll, I'll yeah, run for well, sheriff. I would, I would, you know, maybe we should call that maybe, maybe sheriff's department might be better, but you know, sheriff and, and I've, I've always wanted to run for sheriff in the United States, but uh, Yavapai County includes Prescott, Prescott Valley, Sedona. And yeah, no, I, like, no, I would, no, I would be sheriff of, of this area. No, I don't want to no. be sheriff of all those big cities and, and serve yeah. status law enforcement requests as a, you know, public servant, uh, but in a community uh, like this, and, and, and what Ed is talking about is like in a lot of small southern counties, 
that are very rural and libertarian, running for sheriff is an awesome opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ralston, definitely do good of the NARP Sheriff's Department. <laughs> All right, Ed, thank you so much. Can't wait to do All right, that. All right, let's get uh, some headlines here. We're just going to skim some really fast that we didn't get to yesterday on the Pegasus Project. Keep your comments coming. We have at least three comment contests running right now. Get them in, Los. The Great Smoke Off, a La Shell Silverstein, or a la, The Great Smoke Off, a La Shell Silverstein, should be added to the Olympics Mixed Gender Contest. Yes. <laughs> yes, at the Games. Uh, here in Gardenia, the Gardenia Olympic Mind Expansion Games, uh, or the Gardenia Olympics of Mind Expansion, Olympics with an A, at the games here in Gardenia, all of our events are mixed gender. Uh, joint rolling, uh, pot smoking, uh, remote viewing, uh, finger painting on LSD, cuddling on MDMA, these are all mixed gender activities. So the transgender thing, not even issue here. We do not test for, for performance enhancing drugs because we believe that all of our drugs are performance enhancing. That's that's kind of the point. They help you perform life better and enjoy it more. Anyway, back to the bad news, bbc.com, Pegasus scandal. Are we all becoming unknowing spies? The allegation that spy software known as Pegasus may have been used to carry out surveillance on journalists, activists, and even perhaps political leaders highlights that surveillance is now for sale. Well, we already knew this. It's just that now, as libertarians, when we want to make this point to status, we can say, uh, Pegasus? And that's, you know, hopefully they, they know what we're talking about. They're paying attention. Another link in here we're not going to get into from cron.com. Uh, Takeaways from the Pegasus Project, military-grade spyware leased by the Israeli firm NSO Group to governments for tracking terrorists and criminals was used in attempted and successful hacks of 37 smartphones belonging to journalists, human rights activists, business executives, and the two women closest to murdered Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi, according to an investigation by the Washington Post and 16 media partners led by the Paris-based journalism profit Forbidden Stories. And you know what? To the people who are buying this, fuck you, because you're destroying privacy. Like you, it, it's, it was already gone with government, but now it's just like on a whole other level. It means if anybody else wants to get into my phone, read my messages, like, and I, and I just assume that this is how I, I mean, I still send dick pics, but I just assume that anything that I put on, 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 on my phone in any kind of digital format could be shared and, and accessed and looked at by anyone. And, and that fucking sucks because it doesn't have to be this way. And it's really because of, I mean, I don't know, a few thousand assholes, maybe a few 10,000 assholes in the world who are driving the surveillance state, who are driving private surveillance in violation of privacy rights. It's them. You can, I mean, you can point fingers. Uh, healthy disrespect for authority. Water pistol art. Fill them with paint. Decorate something. Now, that sounds like a better one for the games of Gardenia rather than the Olympics or the, the old Olympics. We'll call them the old Olympics because we have the Olympics. Uh, anyway, ctpost.com from the Washington Post. How Washington power brokers gained from NSO's spyware ambitions. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Next from the Guardian, Saudis behind NSO, NSO spyware attack on 
Jamal Khashoggi's family, the leak suggests, oh, yeah, the Saudi government spies on people before they murder them. Shocking. BBC.com, Pegasus, who are the alleged victims of spyware targeting? It's not just activists, journalists, and politicians. It's the honest ones that those of us, you know, we're trying to serve uh, and, and the people whose privacy are destroyed, uh, whose sense of privacy, at least, as well, is destroyed with this. Um, re related story from blacklistednews.com, National Park Service to spy on picnics, family gatherings, weddings, and much more. According to a notice published in the Federal Register, the Department of the Interior, DOI, is turning the National Park Service into a mirror image of the NSA, FBI, DHS, and every other three-letter spy agency you can think of. Quote, pursuant to the provisions of the Privacy Act of 1974, as amended, the Interior DOI is issuing a public notice of its intent to modify the National Park Service Privacy Act system of records, Interior slash NPS-1 special use permits. So, you know, when the government passes something called a Privacy Act, it's going to be used to what? Violate your privacy in the future. Two quick one, ones and we're done here. Washington Post, despite the hype, iPhone security, no match for NSO spyware. Again, I am not surprised. International investigation finds 23 Apple devices that were successfully hacked. And this one I mentioned yesterday. Fortunately, we don't have the time to get into it, but this is disturbing. And it is in the notes at t.me slash Adam versus the man from the-sun.com, the U.S. Sun. All ears. Google admits employees listen to conversations recorded by Google Assistant even without a user's Hey Google trigger. The tech giant made the admission during a closed-door meeting with Indian government officials, according to a report, though Google has attempted to clarify the claims. Right. Finally, this tool tells you if NSO's Pegasus spyware targeted your phone. I'm going to be getting into that and more over the weekend, of course. And we've got a cool grab bag of headlines we didn't get to that we will get to with Ed Vallejo tomorrow. But first, Ann Ralston, do we have a comment contest winner? Yeah, we had a lot come in and uh, I was going through them. But all the people that had really good ones, like always, are already in the producers club. <laughs> uh, Jim, Jim's, though, is still the best at his Karen throwing contest like. That, that that I I like Karen that. tossing Karen tossing yeah and and of course the the uh, alligator jumping or whatever <laughs> you know so we're gonna we're gonna add you to the to the producers club Adam all right congratulations all right. <laughs> all right well if anybody wants to dispute that and our caller woosh please send an email into Jim at thefreedomline.com if you think you had the better comment today you can apply for membership to the producers club by sending that into Jim at the freedomline.com. If it was on screen, we'll probably take you. Uh, so thanks to everybody who commented and thank you for co-hosting Jim. Give us the notes. What's going on, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you very much. Let's go through what we got What's going on. T.me forward slash Adam versus man can uh, help you get through the links that we did not get to today, but we will get to tomorrow with the news catch up show. Patreon.com forward slash Adam versus Man is how you can support the show. Instagram at the Garden of Freedom is how you can see all the pictures and videos of life up there in Gardenia, including that new sheriff's logo thing they were talking about. Homefrontbattlebuddies.com is the best veterans nonprofit where all of your 
donations are tax deductible. The Crypto6.com is the Bitcoin church that was raided up in Keene, New Hampshire. Uh, has Mr. Nobody sitting in a cage and the address waiting on you. And GoGreenEnergyOnline.com. Do it yourself. Solar power, micro and Mwah, peace and love. Y'all choose happiness and be excellent to each other. Thank <laughs> you.